When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. And welcome to uh, the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I don't know why I always do that. It's a habit of 12 years of repeating the intro that you just heard. In case you didn't know what you heard, this is what you heard. So I really could be better at this, but after 12 years, I'm not going to get any better. Anyway, I'm Lee. Todd is with me. Todd, how are you? I am thinking about lunchboxes exclusively today. Lunchbox. Which lunchbox. Seahawks player do you want your kid to carry? It sounds like the kid's carrying a Seahawks player. <laughs> Kid's really strong. <laughs> Who's My that kid on your cares. kid's back? That's Kobe Bryant. It's oh Puna man, Ford man. My, I was about to say, My kid got Puna. Um, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. My kid got Puna. I was like, I don't know if there's a vaccine for that yet. That'd be <laughs> Damn, my kid's going to Lakewood. So, um, <laughs> no idea. Already off the rails, and that's okay. So, uh, anyway, yeah, uh, pre-pro. <laughs> Hi, Ted. See, I beat Todd to it this time. We uh, we were discussing uh, a mailbox. Mailbox, what the hell? A lunchbox <laughs> article. Yes, we were, dis- we were discussing a mailbox article now, too. By, by the way, I'm drinking a Terrapin. Uh, it's called uh, uh, depth, uh, depth Perception, and it's 9.9 ABV. So I'm already starting off badly, so I'll get worse as the show goes on. I'll be, uh, uh, I usually get worse anyway, actually. I've noticed. I'm drinking water. That's all I'm drinking. So I start off. I start off strong, um, and then yes. kind of weaken as the my yes. enunciation gets worse. I remember last I, week we were doing this, and I was talking really slowly <laughs> and enunciating pretty well. And then by the end of the podcast, it was like, oh, and you were like, "Hey, this is blah blah blah," and I was like, "Cool." Yeah, you're you're like Kyler Murray. You start off yeah. strongly, and you, you just finish weekly and you and you don't study film and that's that's what the the issue is i have a clause i'm the jabba hut slash kyler murray of the nfl podcasting group i I really do want to talk about that and 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 jabba the hut and yeah jabba the hut the lunchbox um (laughs) jabba the hut actually now i gotta look that up there's gotta be a lunch no no, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna buy my kid a a jabba the hut lunchbox I mean, I might take one to work myself, but anyway, Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Study so, Hall. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's study hall. So his original contract. Jabba Murray. Jabba Murray. They, Kyler they, the Hutt. 
and I'm sure most of the twelves who are listening to this know this already, that the original contract stated that he had to do mandatory. It was in the contract that he needed to do four hours of independent film study per week, and he balked at. I don't know if it's necessarily balked at the contract at the codicil and that, but he balked at the backlash that there was about it, people talking about it, and. And I didn't do an article about it because it's not worth an article. But the, the the very fact that a year before he is quoted as saying that he doesn't really yep. care much about film study because he would rather visualize things. And it's like, what are you visualizing if you don't know what they're doing, you dumbass? He's the Stanley Kubrick of NFL quarterbacks. He really wants to kind of <sighs> visualize it. I heard uh, on on some national radio show, better than ours, but I heard them talking about this thing. Which means and- any. Any show at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, except for my side show, which nobody hears, even myself. It's very sad. But uh, no, I was listening to this national radio program, and, and they were like, yeah, Murray says this. You know, it's kind of stupid to have that in this contract. It kind of makes Murray look bad. And the team, you know, it's like, what is the team thinking adding this in? Because they, they clearly know that this guy's not watching film. And they were like, you know who should get blamed for this? Murray's agent. He's the idiot that allowed the clause in the contract. Yep. Or Murray for publicly oh. stating that he's not into watching film. Yeah, that's a year <laughs> ago. But if somebody's offering me $160 million guaranteed, I, I mean, if they don't want me to open my eyes for 12, 12 hours a day, I'm like, oh, I ain't open my eyes for 12 hours a day. Yeah, I agree. That it, much. It, I mean, that's not mega millions money. Yeah, I agree. It uh, didn't need to be in the contract, and they shouldn't have made it public. However, or it should have been in the contract. And that's if, the issue. If yeah, exactly. That's the problem. It's like, do you think? And I bring up Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning was brought up in this because he was famous. He was famous. He is famous. He still watches film for God's sakes. Because by the way, I, I don't think stuff. I visualize. There you go. Which actually, I do. I work with kids a lot on reading, and that's what we constantly talk about: is visualizing, picturing. But if you don't have, wait, do those kids know you're supposed to be working with with them? Are you just running into these kids on the street? Well, they all have lunch boxes, so you know that's (laughs) that's what I work with. Job of the hut. There's a lot of job of the hut lunch boxes on the street. (laughs) Pat McAfee on his show, which probably has like five more listeners than we do, was talking (laughs) about that about about Manning and his being famous for not film study within the framework of the team, but independent on his own. And he said that, well, of course, he watches his opponent's film, and he watches the opponents of the opponents, and he, I mean, he just watches any film that he can get to that could have any impact whatsoever on the next upcoming opponent, right? You know, to just absolutely incredible, ridiculous the way he would extrapolate this. And he said, I don't know, maybe 20 hours a week. That's outside of what he does in the framework of his team responsibilities. That's right. outside. Which is more important anyway, right? Because you want to see what the right. tendencies for the defense are. So when Kyler Murray says, I was like, I'm not the one to film, it's like, dude, you brought this on yourself. The mm-hmm. team was stupid to put it in there, and like you said, the agent really should have never let it put in there. But dumbass? I'm sorry. How have you done in the playoffs? You, like well, you, you said, you just signed a huge contract. Maybe you should study film a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit on it earlier. It's like um, 
And again, it's funny. We're, oh, we're not going to talk about this, and then this is the whole show. But uh, you kind of, <laughs> kind of hit on it earlier because that he hasn't performed in a team overall, hasn't performed very well in the second halves of season, which means they start off well. The defenses are then figuring out what they're trying to do. They adjust. He's not watching any film, so he doesn't know how to, or sorry, he's probably watching a little bit of film. Who knows? But, you know, he's not watching as much film as he should, so he's not knowing how to readjust to what the defense is doing, and therefore they're not successful. Yeah, how can you visualize what you need to do if you you start off with, the wrong basis. What are you visualizing, right. dude? Are you visualizing the ball entering the receiver's hands? Great. It's like, where's the defender? If you don't know where the defender is, what the hell's the point? He visualizes I mean, it's, no it's, defenders. That's a perfect. It's one of the word. stupidest things I've, I've ever heard of. It's so stupid, so dumb. Patrick Mahomes then comes out and says he wonders why he's getting criticism. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray's getting criticism. Like. I don't recall anyone ever giving Patrick Mahomes criticism. When the hell has anyone said Patrick Mahomes isn't one of the top quarterbacks in the league? I mean, I guess they have, but what the hell are they watching? They're not watching film if they think he's not a good quarterback. And I know yeah, Lamar I mean, Jackson like has hate, gotten right? some. We've kind yeah, of discussed but, that in just anything. I mean, we, sure. we post an article and most right. of uh, any, I mean, the great Greg Bell or Bob Condota, they post an article. I'm sure what uh, half of what they get is just, People just hating for whatever reason. People like uh, to react, and that I don't know why, but no, no one, no one hates on Bob. But and and I <laughs> is that a movie with Bill Murray and? <laughs> it should be. It should be. No one hates on Danny Bob. Trejo? Is it, with Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo as Bob. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's the lunchbox you need, Danny Trejo. That would be fantastic. That would be awesome. <laughs> anyway, yes, and I, I totally know what Mahomes is saying, and it's. And it's unfortunate that it's taken decades for the NFL to realize that people of color can actually play quarterback because that's a thing that took them (laughs) forever to realize that they could do it. But because Kyler Murray's called out for not watching film, that's not a criticism. It has nothing to do with his skin tone. It has has everything to do with the fact that he's a dumbass. Yep. Yeah, 100%. It's like – Oklahoma produces those kind of quarterbacks for some reason. Uh, Jesus. I mean, I mean, ultimately, it's his fault. I mean, if he was sure. watching film, why the hell would they have put it in the contract? Well, but, and here's the here's the thing. Sorry to interrupt, but here, if he's not watching film, it means he's doing something else, which then you could actually question his commitment to the success of the team because he's yeah. choosing to do something else other than watching film, which is – I mean, any walk of life, if you, you know, if you make a decent living and you're out there just to whatever, then there's probably training films. And basically, those are training films, right? You're watching the opposing Absolutely. defenses, and those are training films. That's how you improve, and that's how you beat the next team. Right. It, it, it is just comical to me that he's, he's whining about the backlashes. Dude, you created it. Yeah, you know, exactly. the team The team was stupid to put that in the contract because they knew it would be public and they knew they had to know what the backlash would be. And maybe that was deliberate, but that's not a smart move either because if he thinks that was deliberate, if he thinks the team did that to make him look bad, guess who's not signing that next contract. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or why sign that one until you remove the clause. Yeah. Which they did, but it's like the damage is already done. So anyway, well, we did have a Seahawk that signed a contract this uh, past <laughs> yes, we week. Did. 
or whenever you're listening to this, it could have been three months ago. Thank you for listening. But uh, DK Metcalf signed an extension for three years past 2022, pay him 72 million. And again, not mega millions of money, just saying 72 million over three years, 30 million of which is a uh, uh, signing bonus or guaranteed, whatever. Um, so, I mean, I was actually, that's a lot of money to be paid in anything, but compared to what other receivers are making currently, that that's a good contract for the Seahawks. And the way they worked it as well was his cap hit went from 4 million, basically almost 9 million this year. Not a big jump next year. It's only what 13 million or something cap hit. And then it goes up to 20 something. But after that, it's that's fine. I mean, the cap's going to keep going up. This was a, it made him happy. He got paid. He got a lot of guaranteed money, but this was a, Great contract by a, the Seahawks, right? It's a great contract for the Seahawks, absolutely. And it's like, you get $30 million guaranteed. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure anybody would be happy with that. I mean, even if you're a quarterback, you'd be happy to get $30 million guaranteed. I know that's a lot less than what quarterbacks are getting, but that's the most guaranteed men- money ever for a wide receiver. <clears throat> uh, the only thing I wish, I wish it had been for one more year or two. Two more years, even, but agree because he's so young, right? But three years is because that next contract is going to be a killer. But like you said, God, what's what's the cap going to be then? I mean, holy crap, who knows how high it'll be? Well, so, I don't think his con- next contract is going to be great because what they're doing is they're intentionally thinking we don't have to pay DK in the future because we've got Drew Locke and Geno Smith. That's true. That's true. They're gonna they're gonna hold his stats down. That's right. They're cap. They're gonna cap. Forty his, catches, five hundred yards. <laughs> Just thinking, forty catches, son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic contract for both sides because it's a it's a huge amount of money. I mean, it's it fits in with what wide receivers are getting a enormous guarantee uh, for for that role on the team. Great deal. For, I I was shocked when I saw what the cap hit was. Like in a very pleasant way. It's like you got to be kidding me. They worked out that deal and they kept it. Because I was thinking, it's like, eh, it's going to be 15, 16 million cap minimum. And it's like, it kept it under 10. It's like, holy yeah. crap. With a ton of cap space next next year, which is really oh, the year that matters. Right. I mean, I think they've got this yeah. sixth, seventh most, most. What's wrong with my speech? Oh, it's normal. Most. <laughs> seventh most. It's like a, a young Mike Tyson. Uh, cap space in the... <laughs> In the NFL, wow. I mean, they've got tons, yeah, tons of cap room, and they don't have. That's the contract, right? And they've got Quandre Diggs under contract. Yep. Adams is under contract. I mean, maybe they'll have to re-sign Rashad Penny if he's really good, but that's not going to be that huge. They've got DK. They've got Tyler already under contract. Really, the only question is a quarterback. And if Drew Locke has a, if he's behind, but we'll get in that in a minute. But um, if Drew Locke has a fantastic year, you're still not already automatically paying him $40 million a year. Maybe he makes 18 or 20 if he's yeah. good because you still got to, he's still got to prove it a second season. I mean, that they're in great shape cap wise. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, they're in really good shape this year for the cap. Yeah, they wanted, they, they, by the way, the rumor is they are trying out Ruben Foster um, today. Nice. Uh, Ruben Foster hasn't played since 1893. <laughs> Um, Nick Saban was still the coach of Alabama, and they still were winning national championships. But 2018 was the last year he played because of all that he's torn every knee ligament you could have, I guess. But um, 
I mean, they, they bring in players all the time, but so we're not going to get into Ruben Foster because, you know, who knows? But um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it, cap space, like you said, or or you know, there's they are so set for whatever they want to do because even if they draft a quarterback, the quarterback of their future next draft, that's still not going to cost them no, that much cap space. In exactly fact, that would be fantastic. Yeah, they're slotted in. That's the whole. That's the whole point of not trading for you know someone who's going to have a huge cap hit next year so it's yeah dk is he's fifth on the team in cap hit which is incredible that they work that deal and you probably know but i imagine probably a lot of a lot of 12s puna yeah who would think that puna ford would have the highest cap hit on the team that's just crazy (laughs) i mean not i'm not saying he's not worth it because he's excellent but it's just Really? Tyler Lockett, Jamal Adams is like, nope, it's Puna Ford. <laughs> he's the, that's, he's the that's funny. I actually didn't that's know really that. Funny. I was just saying Puna, but I know he's like making, what, $9 million? That's <clears> his <throat> contract this year, right? So, and it's all, I think it's all, or pretty, it's not all guaranteed, but it's pretty close to being guaranteed. I think the hope with Puna was, and he's he's very good at what he does, and he seems, he seems to be a good dude, Excellent. too. Yeah, not, not knocking it at all, but it's just, that is not the guy that you would pick. To, to have to have the highest cap hit on the team right. when you see the players that that are on that team ten million seventy five thousand yeah. twenty five thousand more than Tyler Lockett's so yeah of course go. that and that all changes as the years yeah, yeah. go by because Lockett sure. but that's already built in and we already know that cap space I mean it's right. exactly. it's funny because the Browns have the Browns are first in cap space open cap space I think right, right now it's 48 million or something but if you look at it next offseason they're already negative 32 million because of that Deshaun Watson deal right exactly so and well maybe they will actually be able to play for them in that season we'll see yeah, let's hope not yeah hope not and uh but there won't be anybody else on the team with them <laughs> that's <laughs> <Sorry>. true <laughs> who and, and that's the whole point, again, of going with the quarterbacks that we have because you avoid having to face the situation of, oh, look, 12% of our cap is going to one player. Right. What the hell are we going to have playing with that person? It's like – Yeah. Yeah, I mean and, – and but they have, the quarterbacks have to be – whoever it is has to be good. Um, and let's that's go ahead and get into it. I'm jumping ahead on my list. But so far, <laughs> we're only a few days into camp, right? It started right. – on the 26th. So we're basically five days into camp at this point. And Geno Smith is getting a lot more, in fact, a whole lot more QB1 right. reps than Drew Locke is at this point, um, which we were talking, we've been talking about this all offseason in the training camp. It makes sense because Geno Smith knows the offense. He's been there for right. a year. He's been there, I mean, under Shane Waldron. Um, he's been there for, for a couple of years, but just in that offensive system, he's been there for a full year and Drew Locke is just joining that system, which is different because Shane Waldron runs a, an actual football offense as opposed to Denver who just rolled out a stone and that's what their offense was based on, I think. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, this is football I'm playing football again. So he's behind, but, um, I guess the, the Gino seems to be getting a great, majority of the QB ones reps and training camp is a little bit concerning, <laughs> but we're still a long way away. And Gino has yeah, not looked that good in training camp from everything I've seen. Um, so, I mean, we're still, and I haven't heard anything about Jacob Beeson, 
Because he's like, yeah, whatever. If he plays, something really bad has happened. I'm still hoping that Drew Locke becomes the starter by week one. That he's earned that job, and maybe they're holding back. And the, you know, preseason's going to tell us. Preseason games going to tell us a lot about who's the starter. I would assume. Right. You would hope. Um, one thing that's <clears throat> there's an article on the Seahawks Wire, and ultimately it's not a whole lot to the article, but. The odd thing is that the, the headline is not the best headline they could have put up here. It's <laughs> Job says, of the Hut lunchbox. That would have been much better. Seahawks quarterback Drew Locke nails three throws in a row in this drill. That's the headline. And it's like in this one drill. Is that something to be excited about? But but the thing is, the article though makes it clear. It's a nice clip, but ultimately three straight accurate practice throws are pretty meaningless. Exactly. So, I, you know, kind of why did they even do this? Yeah, I mean, get that number of views, a number of posts up each month. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. And, and, it's, and it's throwing into a net with no defender, no rush, nothing. He's just standing there throwing into. Well, the net is the defender. Yeah, it's just it's okay. Because I, I just now literally is when I actually looked at the article because I saw the title a couple days ago and I thought. Who cares? It's like, why would you? Why would you be thrilled that he hit three throws in a row? I was like, oh my god, he's the starting quarterback. He actually made three throws. And then when you see what it is, it, it was into a net, is into a stationary net with no rush. He's just standing there throwing about twenty yards. It's like, oh shh. Oh. No, I didn't know he could throw twenty yards. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, it might be more like fifteen. So I can see doing. Yes, a step into the that. throw. But you really, you really need to have a different headline for that. It's like, mm. yeah. Well, sadly, that might be the best news about Drew Lock. And it's in that case, it's like, oh, okay. Why yeah, is he still? I mean, maybe Drew Lock doesn't even make the team. Yeah. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but actually, maybe he doesn't make the team. Maybe it's Geno Smith and Jacob Eason. And I almost I, the reason I breathed then deeply was like, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. We all know it's going to be. Jimmy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want it to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, because as, as long as he's not playing the Seahawks, he's actually a pretty decent quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and it, I mean, if that's the face that's, of the franchise, that's a good-looking face. You know what I'm saying? It's a, that that's a quality terrible. face. That'd be terrible. But, like uh, Dirk Benedict from the A-team. But then you get into the whole—he <laughs> is the Dirk Benedict of the NFL. <laughs> but that's the whole issue. Then, then you've just wasted—I mean— Throwing away any any purpose in having Drew Locke if you do that, and now you got to replace the quarterback because you're not going to pay him the money that Garoppolo is going to be asking for if he's decent. And if he's not, what the hell did you get him for? That's true. I mean, that, those are all good points. I think the thing with Locke was that Denver threw him in like, hey, here's a quarterback because he's yeah. not going to be the quarterback here. And Seattle was like, yeah, we're willing to take a chance on him. And, and we right. know that every NFL team, <laughs> including our beloved Seahawks say a lot of things in the off season as far as like, Oh, this guy's really good, you know? And then it's like, what right. they're really believing is we just kind of want to see how this guy works out. It could be that Gino is definitely going to be the starter and we're just still playing with, and, and that's, that's fine. That team's not going to be any good and it's not Gino's fault. He's just, he's a quality backup, but he's not a, you know, he's not a long-term starter and that that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. If that's the case. I mean, we're not looking to win a Super Bowl in 2022, right? It's, if they do, great. But you know, if they if I they don't, be, that they meet expectations. If they don't, 
we're gonna we're gonna be busy writing some articles if if they do. That's for damn sure. That's okay. That People be... love to hate on our articles if we write a lot of articles about hate. That's a lot of views. That would be that would be we would have we didn't be able to write something about the lunch boxes they made at the 2022 Seahawks season because yeah if if they have a winning season this this year that would be a plus. I'm not saying it would be astounding or surprising. I I I totally believe they could have a winning season this year, but it would take a lot of work. I mean, they've got yeah. a lot of good pieces, but again, they don't, they still have a lot of the pieces they had last year with the team that was six and eight with Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson, you, um, you, you're not going to have a better quarterback than him replacing him. You're just not even, even as he played last season, <clears throat> you know, he started off pretty strong, finished up pretty strong. He had that, a uh, rather unsightly patch in the in the middle when he should yeah. not have been playing, but uh, you know it wasn't a great team last year. So yep. they've they've improved the talent overall, but most of that improvement is really really young talent, like yep. rookie talent. So that's which is exciting, but you also know they're going to make mistakes as the season goes on. Yeah, so. absolutely. You gotta you gotta have reasonable expectations. And it's like when they win, it's like all right. And when they lose, it's like okay, that's a learning experience. Let's see how they can get better. Yep. So somebody who's not getting better, Jamal Adams broke the middle finger on his left hand in practice last Wednesday, or yeah. if you're listening to this three years ago Wednesday. Yes. Um, and, and this was the same finger he had fused, or one of the two fingers he had fused, right. so it would be harder to break. And then in a freak accident, basically, he broke his finger. I mean, this we talked about this last week, but Brock Heward was you know, mentioning in the in the Brock and Sock podcast. Wow, I can speak English. This is a great podcast we're having today <laughs> on my behalf. They wouldn't be surprised if Marquise Blair, who seems to be fully healthy and has gotten rave reviews in practice so far, is the uh, starter by the end of the season next year instead of Adams because Adams body is just the body of a 40 year old. And I'm older than that, by the way, um, instead of the 26 year old or 27 year old, he currently is. Um, I mean, at this point, Adams is expected back early August and, you know, expected to be fully ready by week one, right. but there's no way we should count on Adams for a full productive season at this point. Correct. I mean, even if it's like, yeah, and it's, it has he nothing plays to do with three quarters fingers. of a season. That would be almost a shock, right? Because of the shoulder injuries and all the rest of it. And and and, and this was like a freak accident. It got tangled up in a face mask, right? So, <clears throat> yeah, it was uh, he hit kids. Aaron Donald's don't, face mask? No, I'm just kidding. Don't don't reach into face mask, kids. You can snap your fingers off. <laughs> um, of course, if you're Ronnie Light, you don't care. You just like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's a finger. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, what struck me most about this story is he said it didn't feel right. And it's like, well, if it's broken, I'm sure it wouldn't feel right. And it's like, what is your pain tolerance, dude? Is if a broken finger, uh, something just felt off. Like, okay, <laughs> I guess it would, dude. I guess it. And I'm not mocking him. And it's just like, right, right, right. What kind of pain do you like tolerate that is like you have a broken finger and it feels off, and I want to get it checked? Is like pain. I, like if Mr. I broke Keith. my finger, I would. I would ask to be put under sedation for a month or something. It's like, God, dude. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah. If I broke my finger, you just have to. It's like, I can't, I can't go on living with the pain in this finger. Yeah, these guys um, are 
these guys are different, man. That's that's just they like, they are different. The problem is, as you mentioned, he, it's shoulder injuries, finger right. injuries. Yeah. Um, and, and and now he's going to be playing with a cast. It from, from specialized cast. He already has problems cast. catching the ball. Exactly. It's like, oh Christ, you know, unless unless they can. You know, give him a specialized cast that looks like uh, I don't know if it's the Roberto Clemente model. Then That's cool, right. I'm all for it. It's the Lester Hayes version. It's <laughs> yeah, the Lester full Hayes. Of yeah, yeah it's, it's got fly strips all over it. Um, it yeah, expand, that, it's like a Inspector Gadget. It just uh, <laughs> there's nothing illegal. The NFL does not have any bylaws I mean, about this cast. There's usually a reason that guys who are really really fast and are extremely agile wind up as defenders instead of receivers is because their hands are not the best in the world. And Jamal Adams unfortunately fits that profile to a, to a degree. I'll just say that way. Yeah. I'll just put it that way. But yeah, it's like, Oh my God, dude, a broken finger. That sucks for him. That sucks for him so much. Yeah. I mean, in all joking aside, he really does seem to struggle with, balls that hit him square in the chest and there was should be interceptions and he drops them and yeah now with that cast i mean that makes it harder to but, uh to catch. Who knows, maybe somehow it'll help him focus because he and he'll be more aware of it i i'm and and i'm not suggesting for a moment that he doesn't try he's not kyler murray after all wait uh, are you trying to say that jamal adams needs a clause for study hall in his contract is that what you're saying <laughs> Live and on recording hours, on this podcast. Four hours a week, minimum, independent catching practice. That's right. Um, it's actually not a bad idea. Not a bad idea, except how 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 much did free throw practice help Shaquille O'Neal? I mean, you know, it's like either you can or you can't at some point. So That's true. That's a good point. Hopefully, Mr. Adams is back and and healthy. I mean, it doesn't look like it's not likely, unfortunately, like you said, but it's like, do we want him to be healthy? Hell yes. 17 games of, Jam- of a healthy Jamal Adams would be fantastic, especially now that pretty sure they'll use him correctly again. So, yeah, now you but that's the that's the risk, right? Because if you use him, maybe he's not that great in coverage. I mean, we always stand up for him a little bit more than others. But he's, he's better in coverage than people think he is. And I still agree with that. But his unique skill set is to get to the quarterback and. Uh, be great against run in su- and run support, and I'm just not sure if his body is able to do that over an, an entire season. Unfortunately, it, at this point, it, his his playing style and the consequences of his playing style remind me of uh, a player who retired for the Seahawks this week. A young John Candy, indeed. Um, Ben Burkerman. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, Chris Carson, seventh round, uh, draft pick, right? Uh, made, made good, played, uh, was very, very productive when, when not injured, which was often, and of course he had a neck injury that required surgery and basically has ended his career because no, no team's going to pick him up. Even if he retired with that failed physical designation, no other team's going to pick him up. They're not going to take that risk. And, and he, he chose to retire. He was released. He was going to be released, but he chose to retire. But it, but it's one point five million dollars in dead cap, so his his leaving the team opens up a li- actually helped with the DK basically, you know, leveled it out with right. with his cap hit increasing. But yeah, I mean, it sucks to see Carson go because if if yes. he had been fully 
well, they may have still taken Ken Walker, but if he if Carson was healthy and you had a healthy Carson, Penny, and Walker, I mean, that's a fantastic running back group. And it still hopefully will be with Penny and Walker, but right. Carson, I mean, he was just, you know, he, he worked out. He never gave up. It wasn't like he just didn't yeah. stop. It's just he made the right move oh, by yeah. retiring with the I, neck injury. I, I couldn't think of a better way to put it in the headline that, you know, I was conflicted about this. I couldn't think of a more cogent, stronger way to put it, but I'm conflicted about that because I hate the fact that the team lost him, that we lost him on the field, but I'm so happy for him that he's protecting his health. Because as we've said, I don't know how many times have we talked about this, a dozen times probably, how important it was that he, that he was looking at the big picture and that he's able to enjoy life. and all, Because who knows what the next hit could have done, which is exactly why – they wouldn't pass him for physical contact anymore. So, <clears throat> and as you had said, that uh, the Seahawks absolutely did the right thing. And, you know, they didn't try to get out of the contract. They gave him a nice chunk of guaranteed money. They, they did everything they could to take care of Chris Carson, which they should. I mean, every team should take care of every player, but especially what this guy did for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, the organization could have been jerks and been like released them back in March and been like, yeah, "Ain't playing. We're gonna right. go ahead and release you," but they yeah. didn't. And maybe it was maybe they had some small hope, but at the same time, they know the economics of football and they've run an organization and been well respected by players in the league because of the way they run the organization. And I, I, I mean, John Schneider and Pete Carroll and everybody involved, and and they weren't jerks to to Chris Carson, and, and he knows no. that. They gave him every opportunity. At the end of the day, he just he, he was never going to be healthy enough to play. Sadly, right. And because of his, in a large part because of his playing style, it's one of the things that made him so effective. And again, now we can see, you know, all these people were saying, why did they take Ken Walker's? Because they knew that it was really unlikely they were going to get Chris Carson back. Which people who follow the Seahawks knew that, but apparently, people who just like national media is like. What did they get Ken Walker for? They got Chris Carson. It's like, dude, have you even like checked the yeah. records? I mean, like, hell, I would have taken Walker anyway because at this point we've seen how many running backs <laughs> injured in general in the NFL, specifically right. with the Seahawks, and Walker is just another yeah. great option. Yeah, if, if Carson and Penny had been healthy the whole time, then you have to wonder, it's like, eh, do you really want to put, put a second pick into a running back? But it's like when it's that running back, I think, yeah, you do. Yeah, and if they'd been healthy the whole time – we would have asked, "Hey, who's Russell Wilson missing when he can't see over the over the middle of the field to dump it off?" Oh, it's Carson <laughs> or Penny. They're right there. Yeah, because uh, how different would this team have been if it had, if those guys had been able to be healthy the entire time and and played to their potential, which is Penny finally is. And for the first few years, that's me knocking on wood. By the way, he, <laughs> he really wasn't. Chris Carson always was, and and that's the and I'm not knocking Rashad Penny. It's just taken him time to figure out how to play, and sometimes it is, and 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 we're really grateful that he did. But Chris Carson knew it from the beginning. I went back and looked at an article talking about the running backs, the running back situation with uh, with uh, in Carson's rookie year. It's like, oh, maybe Carson will get some plays in. It's like, ha, ha, ha. that was so funny. Yeah. 
It wasn't yes. one of. I think we were, and not to blow our own horn, but I think to, when he was drought, because we've written for Twelve Men Rising for this long, longer actually. Oh, but yeah. I think we were kind of glowing about him <laughs> early on because he. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a really good pickup as in the seventh round. It was like, oh, this guy may be able to actually do something. Like little did we know, little did the Seahawks know that he was going to be the the workhorse. I mean, uh, I could have had a fantastic rookie season except for an injury. So I'm it, it sucks not to have him on the team anymore, but it's what a thousand times better that he can take care of his health and that he's he's set for life. I mean, he didn't win the Mega Millions lottery <laughs> unless he was in Illinois the other night, but you never know. You'll never did, know. You'll never know. What, 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 I can't remember now if it was seven and a half or nine and a half million guaranteed that he had. But it's like the Mega Millions? No, it was like <laughs> as, three billion. As long as I won, by the way, I don't, I don't like to brag about it, but this is the third time I've won. As long as Marshawn Lynch, as he keeps in touch with Marshawn Lynch, and Marshawn tells him how to take care of that cheddar, he's like he will be That's absolutely right. fine. Chickens. Yeah, take care of your chickens. Oh my God! Yeah, and I, I'm glad just. Getting back before we move on to to more injury related stuff, I'm glad that Jamal Adams didn't go the same way as Earl Thomas because he couldn't. He wouldn't have been able to flip off uh, the team because his finger would have been broken. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. <laughs> so um, quite true. Quite true. Uh, ben Burkirvan also uh, was released yeah. for this, but he he hadn't played towards ACL before last season. Didn't play last season, so not a big surprise. I mean he. Good on special teams when he was able to play, and he'll be missed for that. But I think, I think John Radigan will make the roster um, this year again. You know, um, but right. I think that's one. He's on PUP list, but several several players on PUP, which means really nothing because you can come back at any time. Right. I think Radigan will make the roster and play the Ben Burkirvan role that he played in 2020 and 2019. But two two players, and um, we'll get to the lesser one. No offense to this player. It's just he's not as important as the other one. But two players signed one-day deals to retire officially as Seahawks uh, right. last week. Or, again, if you're listening to the 16 years from now, 16 years ago last week. Um, one was uh, guard J.R. Sweezy, who hadn't played with Seattle in, since 2019. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe you're correct. But he did play. He played eight years in the NFL, five, and I'm just doing off memory. So if this sounds like I'm an idiot, I apologize. Eight years in the NFL and five with Seattle, two stints. Started with his career with Seattle, played four seasons, and then moved on and came back, and then finished the last two years with some other NFC West team, lesser NFC West team. Yes. Kyler Murray hated him personally, I think, because he played guard for him. Hint, hint. Anyway, so Jr. Sweezy, um, <laughs> and he 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 ended up making himself. Out of somebody, he was decent, right? He was a very good player. I mean, one of the <clears throat> I, I don't know if it was Schechter or Chef Schechter Schefter or one, Richard it was Dawson. One, yeah, it was actually it was Richard Dawson with uh, Family Feud. I think he came out and said, "Just like yeah." But when they first said that they were signing Sweezy, it wasn't known that it was a one-day deal initially. <clears throat> and the comment was, "Was like, well, okay, they they seem to be set at guards, but." Sweezy definitely can fill a role. I mean, it, it wasn't just like, "What the hell are they doing this for?" Even I thought they were just watching. Time, good, I thought they were watching the Jeffersons for a full day. I had no <laughs> idea what was going on. Oh my lord! There's a lunchbox for you. <clears throat> but I mean, the the comment from a respected NFL commentator was that 
I can I, he can see that because Sweezy could plug into either role that it was a nice pickup, you know, as long as it wasn't a whole lot of money. And then they put the addendum. Oh, OK, this makes even more sense now. It was a one day sign and retire deal, which was really nice of yeah. a nice gesture for the And Seahawks. made a lot more sense. And doesn't make more sense because they seem to be okay at guard. But yeah, Sweezy was a really good player for, for I mean he's good enough that they brought him back. I don't mean this time for the one day deal, but I mean before he was gone, he came back. <clears throat> he 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 did not have the stature of the other guy they brought back for a one day deal so he could retire but i thought that was really really cool that they did that for sweezy and it speaks a lot that he wanted to do that yeah I because agree. He's, he's not a hall of fame player and he knows he's not a hall of fame player but the fact that he wanted to retire as a seahawk speaks volumes about the organization and about how their players feel about it yep. uh, if he played was, two more years in offensive lineman in the nfl he would have been a hall of famer <laughs> because it's easy to do that in the hall of fame in the nfl <laughs> Seems, seems, seems to be. <laughs> but yeah, you're, yeah, go ahead. Now, the other guy that's, to me, he should be in the Hall of Fame. And, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, as we both wrote, uh, people, 12s know, but people outside the Seahawks probably don't know where he stands in the uh, <clears throat> statistics of the Seahawks. I mean, like, a lot of people don't know that he's the all-time leader in th- um, passing touchdowns. No, that's <laughs> we, we are talking about KJ Wright, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, I probably threw people off. Wait, Russell Wilson retired and he came back and signed a one-day deal with the Seahawks? That'd be so awesome. Oh, my God. Screw you, Denver. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he, actually, he did. He uh, Russell Wilson retired and signed a one-day deal with NC State. And then was like, oh, I meant to do it, Wisconsin. <laughs> Yeah, pick a team, dude. Pick a team. Hit that. You know, didn't even reload. Didn't strike me until just now. It's it's college all over again for the guy. That's so strange. That's right. Anyway, yeah, KJ was it, it's such a huge part of, of the Seahawks team that it it was it was painful to see him move on. Made sense. Painful for twelves to see him move on. Made sense for the team. Uh, it made sense for him to go get a job someplace because after all he's a football player but it's like <laughs> did they ever look right wearing that raiders jersey Hell. well and even he was aware of that right because he yes. even this offseason he he was saying i'm not playing for anybody else other than the seahawks which is probably why i don't know i don't know him and obviously i don't know if he's getting any offers but i would assume him saying that meant even if he got any offers the offers <laughs> that he might be offered i guess i guess i'm getting paid for the word offer um, so if you're offering me, no, I'm just kidding. So, but I would assume that would limit the amount of contract deals he would be, I don't yes. know, use the word offered, um, <laughs> subjugated to, um, have <laughs> been subjected to an offer. <laughs> I mean, not an offer. I've right. been subjected to a contract. What the hell is this? They have tried um, to give me this. That's right. This contract that I'm assigned. But, uh, yeah, but, um, we've, yeah, we've he, he made limit it. those. Yeah, because he wanted to play for Seattle, and Seattle just, you know, I would, I think Jordan Brooks and KJ Wright would have been phenomenal for 2022, but it kind of makes sense for them to give Cody Barton a a chance. And it was awesome that KJ Wright glowingly spoke about the city of Seattle, not only the team, and just he didn't want to move his family, he just loved the city. So I thought it was fantastic that that he signed that one-day deal 
Right. Um, did you know that that one day deal actually cost them eighteen million dollars in cash? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that be sweet. <laughs> that actually like, crossed my mind. Like, if they sign a one day deal, do they get paid for a day? And how much do they get paid they if they get? Well, I would think they would have to. Yeah, I would yeah. think so too. I mean, you have to offer. Maybe you don't. I don't know, but it makes sense. You'd have to offer if you're, you're signing a contract for one day. Sounds, maybe it's all sounds prorated. Like a, sounds like an article to me, Lee. Um, uh, it's a very boring one. <laughs> Which are most of my articles, to be honest. And, so be and the headline, K.J. Wright, drastically underpaid. What the hell is wrong with this organization? Yeah. Job of the hunt, lunchboxes. Also, K.J. Wright sign. <laughs> but, yeah, that was – obviously, it's it's a wonderful thing that the Seahawks brought him back to sign him for one day. So he retires with, with the Seahawks. Wonderful that he wanted to do that. Same same situation as Sweezy, although at a – at a higher level, because KJ Wright was played at a higher level. I mean, this I have no was, idea why I'm visualizing just like Kyler Murray would George Jefferson being the agent for both of these players. <laughs> yeah, why would that happen? But <laughs> KJ Wright was a phenomenal player, phenomenal person. As as you oh wrote, my gosh, like, yes. As you wrote, is like a great player, even better, far better person than than a player, and like he's. Let's see, what is it? There's two people ahead of him in tackles. There's two people ahead of him in tackles for a loss. Uh, I mean, this guy is just... He is That's a good question for there. people, by the way. It's Bobby Wagner, which we can all assume, right? Yeah. And who's number two? Who's number what? Who's number two in tackles? <clears throat> it's Russell Wilson. No, I'm just kidding. And, and tackles for a loss. Bobby Wagner is number two, but he's not number one. Oh, but KJ's number three there, too. So, yeah, this guy had a huge impact on the team, and not just with his play, not just statistically, but as a teammate in the locker room. I mean, if you saw his speech, he's having a hard time getting through it, uh, talking about the missing alone the was difficult. <laughs> I mean, just watching him sign that, you can, yeah. see, you can see it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah it's a very emotional moment for him and, and, and for the 12s. And as we've talked about, it's like, okay, where's the next step? Because this guy belongs in the organization. Like, it, have him on the field as a consultant, working with linebackers, I guess, duh. But put him in the front office, have him – he needs to be with the Seahawks. He needs to be doing whatever he thinks he can do best and what they think he can do best to help the team. But you know this guy can help the team. I, I just I, – and I don't think he exactly needs the money, <clears throat> but <clears> – <throat> which is the wonderful thing is like they can hire as many coaches as they want. They can hire as much staff as they want. So whatever he feels he can do best and whatever they decide is like is he scouting talent? Is he scouting opposition? Whatever, dude. It's like he needs to be with the with the organization. Right. Is and, he Kyler Murray's agent? No. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> <coughs> Guarantee you, he'll be watching a lot of film. Yep, exactly. I think it's is Eugene Robinson's number two, right? Yeah. Tackles. Yeah. Very underrated. Free safety, not a linebacker, yep. but played yep. like a linebacker. Yeah. And, and Michael Bennett is the one who leads in tackles for loss, which makes sense because, duh. Also, if you're at the Super Bowl and looking for prostitutes, Eugene Robinson is your guy. 
he's got, I, that's your, not an ad, but. He's, he's got your lunchbox ready for you. That's right. Who else is on that lunchbox with Eugene Robinson? Hmm. <laughs> Don't wow. recognize her. So, job of the hut and Eugene Robinson lunchbox. <laughs> it rhymes with hut anyway. Um, no. Believe it. <laughs> believe it rhymes with hunt. Um, so. Mark Hunt. Mark. <laughs> Mark Hunt. Hunt. Mark it's, it's Hunt. Difficult to say. Famous, famous MMA performer. Mark. I mean, oh, by Hunt. the way, did Ric Flair reestablish his title last night for a short time? And last night, being last night, if you're listening to this, 28 years from now. Didn't they do something? A WWE He's, or it's, whatever? It's, it's, I don't know if WWE did something, but I mean, he is fighting his WWF. His last WWE match tonight. Team? His last match is tonight. Oh, tonight. It's ah, tonight. It. August 31st. Something happened okay. in Nashville last night. I was thinking that was the Ric Flair thing, but I guess not. Yeah, they had, I think it was SummerSlam was in Nashville, which I don't really. What's the difference? Uh, just one of their big, big events. Flair's not with WWE. He's in, I think, yeah, this is an AEW event, which is the, the AEW. Is that a, some kind of union? Yeah. It's some a, kind of union? The union Got the union label. Hospital workers. Yeah, I saw some I saw some, some posts about pro wrestling, and there's so many comments. It's like, oh, my God, it's fake. And it's like, I'm pretty sure in the year 2022, most people watching wrestling understand that it's a, that those they are scripted performances. I don't think too many people above the age of three. Well, same thing that Kyler Murray real. thinks of the NFL. Oh, this is scripted. <laughs> I don't have to watch any film. <laughs> they've, wow, given me, is... they've given me the first 15 plays. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> wow. Has this ever turned into the Kyler Murray lunchbox show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Kyler Murray. I but mean... Kyla, we love Kyler Murray because he, he throws balls to Seahawks very frequently. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sure, he does have a losing season, a losing season, a losing record against the Seahawks. <laughs> I'm just going to stop the show because I can't speak English anymore. 12 Men Rising, <laughs> thanks for listening. Why are you the worst? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.